everybody, this is Brad Geiger along with my good friend Dave Kellett, and it's time once again for our annual Best of the Year show. These are all our favorite moments from 2020 gathered into one show for you. And Brad, on a scale of 1 to 10 for redeeming value, how much redeeming value does this episode have? <laughs> it doesn't have? have a whole lot of redeeming value, but then again, the whole year was a dumpster fire. So if you made it <laughs> if you made it to the end of the year, you deserve a, a, a couple of t- a moments of non-redeeming quality, and that's what we're going to bring you right here. That's right. So make yourself a, a cup of cocoa, pull up a chair, grab a blanket, get a dog. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Enjoy the best moments of 2020 for Comic Lab. It is always like it's, it's she's sound asleep, like gently snoring. And I, I'm by myself and I'm just staring at the ceiling like, why, God, why? And I just hear someone going, your surroundings here are so calm and pleasant that it brings a feeling of complete peace that washes over your entire body and mind. You breathe in deeply and allow the peacefulness to fill you. You notice the birds singing in the trees. Ah, chirp, chirp, chirp. Look at them chirping. Take the time now to release any of your worries and disturbing thoughts, any sadness you may be feeling. Wish it away! Wish it away! Let those feelings float up and away, floating far away. Ha! (laughs) And then, like you, I realized that comics were rebooting every five years because their readership was aging out every five years mm-hmm. and that I had aged out and didn't, I couldn't tolerate the reboot, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it's not an accident that they reboot because every time, every five years or so, uh, those readers are gone. And so they have to be like, all right, we're start, we're starting mm-hmm. it over. <laughs> it's a new Xavier and he's yeah. got a whole new setup for the X-Men. This, huh? is, this is Peter Parker. He's, he's about to get bit by a spider. Hey, everybody. Again. These four people are in a spaceship and they're, oh no, they've been hit by some kind of rays. I hope they don't turn into something fantastic. Oh, God. Oh, oh, this guy, this, 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 this guy over here, he's gonna, he's gonna, gonna make claws come out from his hands. Oh. Oh, you've never seen that before. Uh, it's new. It's brand new. Uh, hey, everybody. Hey, kids. Hey, young boys. This guy lives in a manor. His name is Wayne. Hey, little boys. You want to f- have power fantasies? Anyway, he fights crime at night. He's real sad because his parents are dead. Oh, it makes him real sad and angry. He fights a joker. Hey, little boys. You like that? He's a clown. He fights a clown. You got you boys afraid of clowns? He fights clowns. And he adopts other little boys, oh, by yeah, the way. Not, not brings them into a life of crime. Hey, hey, uh, you guys you guys interested in an alcoholic who wears a robot outfit? Anyway, his name's Tony Stark. This is a totally new comic we're rebooting. You've never seen it before. Totally new. Well, he, he used to be an alcoholic. Now I think he's a meth head. You gotta, you gotta up the stakes. <laughs> And what are the what are the four C's of social media, Brad? <laughs> four, hold on, hold on. I can do this. <laughs> it's 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 content, curation, cremation, and and and, and uh, contra- <laughs> Did you say cremation? I think no, you said content, cremation. Content creation. <laughs> Curation. Curation. You said cremation. Good God, Brad. COVID nineteen is too was, much on your brain. I was. I was. T- I was so trying to think of the kindness one, which is 
contribution. Uh, no, it's not. It's, cremation. It's... He said cremation. <laughs> I, bring back the tape. Uh, I wish I could ask Matt to rewind right there. It's content, curation, cremation. <laughs> cremation. Good God. Uh, well, right. there, are, there are four C's. <laughs> Look them up yourself. Do your own work. And that also leaves a little bit of time for you to do some other things that you enjoy, because I know I keep seeing embroidery on your uh, social media, and I see that you love to garden, and those things can be very (laughs) kind of therapeutic as well, because it's it's a little bit meditative. Wait, wait, no, let's let him get there. Don't don't help America. Let him him get there on his own. Hold on. He needs to learn. He needs to learn. Make him get there on his own. Not meditative, met, 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 meditative. Met, 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 you can meditate. Nope, while don't you help do. America. <laughs> don't. You can see it on my lips. You can see it. Learn. I want to say it. Meditative. Med, medi- med, med, oh my God. Oh my it's like God. watching a toddler learning how to walk. <laughs> Very contemporary. <laughs> <laughs> And talking of things that make us happy, let's talk about our sponsor for this show, Wacom, maker of... Look at of- that transition. Oh, hey, and yeah. if you're if you're the good folks at Wacom listening right now, how about you? this is what you're paying for, the patented Brad Geiger transition. That's Speaking right. Speaking of weddings, right. I know what I want to put a ring on, and that's the <laughs> Wacom.com figure. Speaking of wedding rings, you know, the nice thing I like about that Wacom is they have those little colored rings that you can put on your stylus. <laughs> Speaking about making it. a commitment at the altar, I'll tell you what I'd make a commitment to. The good folks at Wacom. You know, speaking uh, of altars, one thing I don't want to alter is my relationship with Wacom, maker of the Wacom One. Speaking of I do, I do use my Wacom every day, and I love it. You know, speaking on how Tom has found his one, I'd like to talk about when I found my one, the Wacom One. hey so a big shout-out and a thank you to the Wacom sponsorship over at WACOM.com. What continues to be an artistic hurdle for you, and what have you done to work to overcome that challenge? Ooh, this is a good one. Yeah. Uh, this is this is the, uh, the equivalent of going out on a date and someone asks you, so tell me all your flaws. Um, and you're like, all right, well, we're off you to got, a good start. You got time? You, you want the full <laughs> yeah. list or do you want yeah, the abridged right. version? <laughs> I have the pocket version and it's just a, a short 100 folio uh, or I've got the Oxford English Dictionary and it's 20 volumes. So what, what continues to be my artisting hurdles? I'll tell you as a cartoonist, um, in some respects, I feel like I'm hitting a stride. If not the best stride, it's a stride. Like in the mm-hmm. last three, four, five years, I feel like I I really know how to do what I want to do. Um, but uh, one of the big ones that springs to mind is my inability to find creative camera angles that can best serve the story or the joke. Mm. Does that make sense, Brad? Yes. I very often shoot at chest high or nipple high from a, a three-quarter angle. <laughs> Uh, it's never appropriate to say nipple high. That doesn't work. I'm trying to imagine Arthur with nipples and it isn't working. (laughs) As I said it, I realized like, this is not the right way to say this. Don't say nipple high. (laughs) 
<laughs> and for grandpa, that's a completely different metric because he's got a little droop going on. That's like when a when a carpenter asks you, like, all right, and how high would you like me to build your dining room chairs? And would you like me to build them nipple high? And you're like, huh, I don't I don't want this conversation. <laughs> Not with you at least. <laughs> <laughs> As we install these kitchen cabinets, how high would you like them? Nipple high? No, nipple stop high. saying nipple high. <laughs> this is your way of saying that you're you're asking me if I can make a recommendation for a tidy whitey fitter for you. Then yes, I can find a recommendation in Philadelphia for somebody that can help you with a uh, boxers or briefs. Are you a boxers man or a briefs man? What's the one that are uh, not boxers, not briefs, but the 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 there's a oh the hybrid like boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. There we go. I couldn't remember Good what the Lord, names are. Make a choice, man. Make you, a choice. You, <sighs> uh, so uh, <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you that. Look, you know what? Why not? I'll take you on the journey that is Dave Kellett's underwear choices. Yeah. Uh, as a kid, uh, for like the first, because I think they were like the go-to cheapos when I was, I came from a family of seven kids. Yeah. And so for me, we all got Hanes tidy whiteys because yep. it was like, you could buy a 48 pack for a dollar or whatever it was. <laughs> yes. And my mom was like, here you go, throw these on. Right. And then, uh, someone in college was like, oh, boxers is the way to go. I was like, oh, look at this is nice. And then boxer briefs came along and it was like the best of both worlds. I was like, this really? is great. This is what you want. This is what you want to do. Oh, How about I, I, you? Boxers or briefs? Or had boxer briefs? Sa- had almost the same exact uh, trajectory, although we were a fruit of the Loom family, oh, not sure. a Haynes family. Uh, but we but it was for the same uh, same uh, reasons. But then uh, a, a girl in college bought me my first pair of boxers, and uh, I've never I've never gone back. I like boxers. Uh, bo- boxers was like, oh, this is the way to be. This See, is boxers, a- I'm I, okay. This is, we didn't intend to launch into this, but I'm going to launch into this. Tell it. In for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah. Boxers are loosey goosey, right? Oh, They're all, yeah. it's a bunch of fabric. All right. Yeah. Jeans, jeans tend to be pretty tight, as do most slacks. So to me, uh, uh, boxers feel like you've wrapped a, a, an American flag around your waist, and now you're trying to shove that into jeans. Like you get bunching and you get scrunching, and uh, I don't know that it's been that bad. I, I've, I've been I've, I've been able to make it through a day in jeans. <laughs> I don't know, Brad. I feel like you're you're currently scrunched, and you know it. You're currently scrunched. <laughs> Well, this is a man. You're, you're in the. You're, what's that fallacy when you've committed too far? The, is it gambler's fallacy? The sunk, no. sunk cost fallacy. Sunk co- yeah, you now have a sunk cost fallacy with boxer bre- or boxers because you look. You open a drawer and you've got forty boxers in there. Yeah. I can't quit them now. I got. Oh. I've, I've got to tell myself the lie that these are comfortable. <laughs> no, I can't imagine going back at this point. I, I, I I'll take my boxers any day of the of have the year. Have you tried boxer briefs? Have you ever tried them? No, no, I, I really have kind of a like. What the hell would I do that for? I, let I, me, I, let me ask you something. Uh, for no reason at all, Christmas is coming up. What size are you? <laughs> In the waist, I'm a thirty-eight. Thirty-eight, and would you describe that as a medium or a large? Because they normally sell it like oh, probably I, large, I, they, probably large, that? probably large. large. Okay. A 38 large. All right. Well, Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat. Put Brad's junk in an old man's hat. That was the <laughs> that was the other thing I liked about boxers is that most briefs were just white, right? There was right. nothing going on. Or maybe you'd got a, a solid color. Oh, for you know, God's sake. Do you have like Daffy Duck night, briefs, boxers? 
What's that? Do you have like Daffy Duck boxers? Oh my God! The the amount of of, of characters and and symbols and and uh, writings that are going on on my boxers, you don't even want to know. Your poor wife. Oh my oh, God! If you're gonna wear like underwear. the candles are lit, the wine, <laughs> it's a Friday night. <laughs> And here comes here comes Daffy Duck out of those jeans, all bunched yeah. up. No one wants this. There we've got, yeah, the candlelights are on, and I'm disrobing, and it's just Burger King, home of the Whopper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Open up that pen tool and increase the stabilization. Because you've got stabilization factors. That's right. You could, you could basically reduce your wiggle. Absolutely, right? And I think you can do that, Dave. Correct me if I'm wrong. You can do that in Photoshop, too. Reduce my wiggle? <laughs> you can reduce your wiggle. That's what's happening right now with these boxer briefs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, my back. Oh, oh, damn it. Ow. 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 Oh, God. Ow. Ah, Jesus. But yes, while while Dave grimaces in agony, I'll just keep pushing on. Gloria, as the world knows, is the showrunner, the co-showrunner of One Day I don't know that the world knows that. I mean, Uh, but okay. uh, Is not only one of the most creative and talented and wonderful people in the world, uh, she is also... uh, my wife and I'm incredibly. I had lucky. to literally sleep with him to get on this show. <laughs> imagine what I had to do to co-host. <laughs> I know. I can't. I can only imagine, Brad. <laughs> yeah, for me, I think my spidey sense with Trudeau and why I give him less shrift than I should. Is mm-hmm. that the right use of that phrase? Giving somebody short less shrift? shrift? Yes. So I'm giving them short shrift or shorter shrift than he deserves. Um, boy, you can't really change that phrase. You can either say no. short shrift or you can, or you don't say anything else. You, you cannot give an appropriate amount of shrift. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, I'm, Brad, I have an extensive amount of shrift to give. I'm, there's... I've got so much shrift for you. You can't imagine the amount of shrift. There is a big fat Persian cat that sits right at the edge of his driveway or her driveway. I have no idea. Um, And it's a big fluffy thing with one of those faces that's just like, yeah, hello, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, Persians uh, have that way of looking at you. Yeah, Ollie is barking like mad at it. And this cat could care less. It's like, and so for whatever reason, my mind always flashes. You know how you and I do Paul Lynn's voice every once in a while? Yeah. My mind always flashes with this cat that it's like, he's just sitting there and this dog is actively barking at him. I'm like 20 inches away, and he's like, oh, honey, I'm not going to move for you. What do you, what do you think this is? I don't move for anything less than five pounds. Because Ollie's this tiny little dog. <laughs> and then you should see me move. And then watch me move. <laughs> oh, honey, the only thing threatened here is your own ego. You're not scaring me. Brad, it's been seven weeks, maybe eight weeks now, since I first went into quarantine uh, yeah. here in Los Angeles, and the, the hair had gotten a little bit wild, child. You know, not uh, not anything distressing, just uh, uh, looked a little bit, little 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 bit on the seventy side. So I was like, you know what? Uh, it's time for me to give myself a haircut. How bad could it be? I said to myself. Oh, I no. used to do this in college. Uh, when I had nothing. And so I looked around the house because I thought I had like the kind of shears that you buy when you give your kids a haircut. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I surely I have those around the house. Couldn't find them. Found some like beard trimmer things that are kind of approximately <laughs> human hair cutters. 
right? Oh, good Lord. And I'm like, all right, family, daddy's going to be over here in this corner of the backyard with a mirror set up and just cutting his hair, right? Oh, no. So, Brad, it is a series of errors that go, oh, well, I'm going a little shorter. Oh, Oh. well, I'm going to have to go a little shorter. Oh, no. Until I eventually get to what I'm about to show you. So now for the folks at home, you obviously can't see me, but I have a hat on currently. And I'm about... (laughs) I'm about to pull the camera closer oh. and turn this. Let me turn oh, this light on. Oh, the suspense is killing me. <laughs> let me turn this light on. So, Brad, I haven't had a haircut like this since I was five years old. You ready? Here we go. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm taking the headphones off. Here comes the hat. And oh ta-da! my god, <laughs> you ta-da! look like you look like a gym teacher from 1963. <laughs> it's, it's 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 low and tight. It's tight on the sides, and it's just buzzed right across the top. Yeah, it's high, it's a high and tight, and I think uh, I look like, I kind of look like either a, uh, column A is I look like a shaved goose. That's yeah. column A. Column B is I look like a drill sergeant from, like, Camp Pendleton that used to come to visit yes. my school when I was a kid uh, yeah. and, and and help out with P.E. Um, I, I don't hate it, but, boy, is it not my look. It's just, I look like I'm in the Marine Corps, and I'm a... This is going to be a difficult show, because I'm already intimidated by you. Well, Brad, you can't handle the truth. That's the problem. (laughs) (laughs) My dialogue uh, to myself this whole time was, keep it together, David. David, keep it together slowly. (laughs) Don't get nervous. Oh, my God. Now, now, let me get the picture. Uh, Is it the like it was the last time? You're in the backyard. You're sitting down. You've got a clippers and you've got a mirror. Yeah, it's it's the image of like uh, paws outside the trailer. I just have shorts on, uh, yeah. no shoes, no shirt, just sitting on a stump uh, oh my <laughs> with, God. A, with a little like five dollar Target mirror and the and the thing on an extension cord going yeah. brad now, brad now, brad. Now this mirror, this mirror. When when the guy sold you the mirror, now this mirror. I the, see where this the joke mirror, is going. When the, guy, when the guy sold you the mirror, when he walked up to the front gate, did did his shoes go honk honk honk? That's, that's <laughs> That's the first question I've got. Did he did he have an Edwardian frill collar that went all the way around his neck 180 degrees? An Edwardian frill did he, collar. Did he have a two-syllable uh, name like like Sh- Shepo, Buppo, Wizzo, Bizzo? Did he have a two-syllable O name is what I'm saying? <laughs> did, did his name start with Mr. Mr. Honko? <laughs> <laughs> when he got out of the car, did 64 of his friends come out after him? That's what <laughs> right, I want to know. All right, all right, <laughs> all right. Mirror salesman. <laughs> oh my God, Brad! Oh, oh uh, my goodness. There's something about you. You need the praise. It's like it, it, we're never going to go out and kill a velociraptor for dinner. That's never going to happen. Again? A what again? What was a, that? A velociraptor. You're never going to. Ki- what was that? What was that? Animal? One it's more time? a fucking. <laughs> Velociraptor. You're not. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a dinosaur. All of this is to say, Brad, I have those 16 books that have been sitting by my bed for seven months, right? <laughs> so clearly the employees are coming back into the library system and they're starting to work on the computers again because all of a sudden I'm getting these emails going, <laughs> so your your books are a little bit overdue. Um, just, a, just a heads up. It's been seven months for those 16 books. Oh, my God. But that, but that wasn't your fault because there was a good number of those months that you couldn't have returned them, right? I well yeah, and my uh, Brad, you know how we all have hidden powers in this world. Yeah, uh, my superpower, Brad, 
is my ability to talk librarians into waiving my overdue book fees. <laughs> it's the one skill, I, the one superpower I have is I go, hi, Margaret. It is Margaret, isn't it? Hello, Margaret. <laughs> My name, my name's David Kellett. I, I live up the street. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I have these three books, Margaret. I'm, I want to tell you something, Margaret. I'm a book lover. I'm a book lover. Are you a book lover, Margaret? Anyway, Margaret, these books, these books are, were a journey, Margaret. They were a journey too. Have you ever had a book, Margaret, that just carried you, lifted your heart? Anyway, Margaret, here's oh the bad God. news. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, Margaret, here's the bad news. Anyway, Margaret, here's the bad news. I know you. As a, as a, clearly a woman who has carried herself with grace through her whole life has had moments you've had to face. This is my moment, Margaret. I have to face my truth. I have held this book too long, Margaret. Out of love. Out of love for the book, Margaret. Nothing less than love. But now I owe a dollar ten. And Margaret, I want you to know. <laughs> it isn't the dollar ten; it's the shame that I carry behind that dollar ten, and that's what I'm really asking you to get rid of: is my and shame. Mar <laughs> Margaret, I want. Can we have a meeting of the hearts on this, Margaret? Is it a crime, Margaret, to love a book too much? <laughs> if it is, lock me up and throw away oh, the Margaret, key. Margaret, throw away the key, Margaret. Throw away the key. <laughs> Oh, Margaret, Margaret, we got a oh, we got a call coming in for you. Line five. Uh, it, it, it's uh, it's a uh, public library uh, person by the name of Lee, Mister S. Lee. Yeah, can you can you pick up the phone, Margaret? Uh, yes, I'll I'll pick up the. Here we go. Click. Fantastic. Hello, Margaret. It's me, Stan Lee. You might know me as the creator of the Incredible Hulk. He's fantastic. He's a scientist that gets hit by gamma rays and turns into a beast Frankenstein style. His rage controls him. Anyway, Margaret, I'm calling because I seem to have an extra 55 cents on my library card for an overdue book about the hero's journey. I checked out the book about the hero's journey. I seem to have kept it a week or two too long, Margaret. You know how that goes, Margaret. Can I call you Margaret. I'm assuming it's Margaret. <laughs> hey, if you're listening while you work, take a minute to stand and stretch. And while you're doing that, we're going to tell you why you should join us on Patreon. When you do, you're going to get hours and hours of podcasts that we've recorded just for backers. And exclusive Patreon posts that go even deeper on Comic Lab topics. And access to our exclusive Discord server, which is a thriving community of professional cartoonists. So you can support the show you love and get tons of actionable resources for your own cartooning. And listen, if you can't swing a pledge this month, we get it. No worries. Yeah, yeah, listen, you can still support the show by rating us wherever you get your podcasts. Just leave a five-star review and a few kind words. That, along with mentions on social media, is incredibly helpful. Now, everybody, let's talk comics. But, like, uh, how did, as a genre, autobiocomics become a better-drawn version of Ziggy? <laughs> Oh, looks like I forgot to water my flower again. <laughs> well, here's another day where my socks don't fit. <laughs> another snit. day where my socks don't fit. <laughs> uh, so at the end of the first episode of The Mandalorian, we discovered there's a baby Yoda, right? A little baby yeah. species. It's not Yoda, obviously. It's a baby Yoda. Um, but... Um, 
so here's my thought. I wanted to pitch this to you as what could have happened, how we could have gotten here story-wise. So now we know that the species is not named in Star Wars, right? You know it's, right. it's always been called Yoda's species. Uh, and the only other one we've seen, at least as far as I'm aware, is uh, there was a female member of the Jedi Council in The Phantom Menace, and her name was Yaddle, right? Yes, I remember Yaddle. So here is my question to you, Brad. <laughs> How lonely were the knights on the Jedi Council? <laughs> was everybody's lightsaber still working at 800 years old? Uh, that's... <laughs> That's what I want to know, because here we're suddenly presented with a beautiful 50-year-old baby Yoda. Uh, Now, that just seems like, maybe there's some scandal on the Jedi Council there. What are the rules, Brad, for the Jedi Council members uh, getting to know one another? I'm not sure. That's fascinating. I I, I can just hear it now. Right. No, we don't need that. No, stop, stop, stop. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. We don't need a reenactment. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you misinterpreted my... It was Yoda pickup lines. Come here often, do you? See if your father is. Someone has stole the stars and put them in your eyes. They have. It's the Notre Dame bookstore lady. I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time. Yes, Brad, it's so nice to see you. What a lovely young man you are. Yes, hello. Well, thank you. I... So, are you familiar with Dave's career in comics? I am. He's doing gangbusters, and I've just picked up this book of yours, Evil Ink. Let me just open <laughs> this up here. Oh, Brad, you have a lovely future in accounting. This is lovely. This is lovely, Brad. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I appreciate the encouragement. <laughs> Brad, I'm always here. I'm always here with good advice for kids that are looking towards their future, and I have to tell you, having yeah. flipped through your Look, yes. Brad, the world needs its ditch diggers too, and that's <laughs> that's my advice for you, Brad. <laughs> this is the late to mid seventies because it was about the same time. Like our Saturday night was, you watch uh, Hee Haw, The Muppet Show, Sha Na Na, and then go to bed. Sha Na Na, oh my God, Sha Na Na, you never watched Sha Na Na. That's a that is a word that I have or a phrase that I have not thought of in decades. Yeah. Dude, they were a big they 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 were in Woodstock. No, they weren't. They Shanana played at Woodstock. Look it up. Look it up. See if uh, I'm wrong. All right. So wait, we're talking about Shanana, the the knockoff Greece, the, right? The, the Greece hip, uh, uh, not hip hop. You got hip hop in my mind. The Greece doo wop show band Shanana. They played at Woodstock. They did not play at Woodstock. Janis Joplin played at Woodstock. Janis Joplin, the Who, uh, uh, Country Mike and the Jug Band there, and <laughs> Country Mike and the Jug Band. <laughs> That sounds like a Muppet band. Country Mike and the... Um, no, so, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Shanana, wasn't that a created band? That was like the Monkees. Yeah, like somebody created Shanana. It was just for show, yeah. 
It was, it was. So why were they at, hold on, we're going to look this up. Why were they at Woodstock? I, opening for somebody, I'm sure they were, they, they needed uh, guests on the show. They needed bands. So it was or while the other bands were setting up and Shanana was it. They went So out. they're like, they, they reached out to like the most commercially hack band they could find. Well, that's like, a really we good, can't get the monkeys, so we're going to get Shanana. That's a good question. Like, I don't, I'd love to know the story about how Shanana got booked there because either they reached out to them or Shanana had like a new hot shot agent that was like, no, 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 trust me, this is going to be big. You guys pack your stuff. Because wasn't Woodstock, like, Sean and I was all about money, but Woodstock was all about, like, I'm going to pay for this sandwich with a poem and a flower <laughs> or something, right? <laughs> Who knows? I, I, I have no idea. But okay, since... oh my god. I looked it up now on Wikipedia, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know who Shanana played right before, who they opened up for? Oh, I, that's a good question. I've seen this is going to blow your mind. Shanana at Woodstock. Everybody's naked in the mud, doing a ton of LSD or whatever they're doing. Shanana comes on the stage. Guess who played right after Shanana at Woodstock? Who? Brad. Who? Jimi Hendrix. No way. Arguably one of the greatest musicians of the 20th century. One of the most amazing guitarists Whoa. and vocalists. And and oh my god. Oh, so you uh, went from you went from Shanana to that uh, Star Spangled Banner riff to the Star Spangled Banner where he oh my Could god! Could you imagine being out being out there at at Woodstock, uh, blown out on LSD, and watching? Uh, first, you're waiting for Hendrix to come on, but first, as your LSD just starts to hit, a bunch of <laughs> guys with slicked back hair, gold lame jumpsuits go running out on stage and do those high need running in place bits that they used to do. Could you imagine that? That would have been amazing. Many moons ago, I sold a comic original of mine to Google, the actual company, not to Ooh. an individual. And they were like, the, the woman who reached out was like, yeah, we're going to put it in the lobby. And so for a long time, I was like, oh, yeah, one of my comics is hanging in the go uh, lobby of Google. Yeah. Uh, long story short, one of the employees that actually worked at that facility emailed me many years later, like two or three years later, and said, hey, I noticed that you mentioned that it's in the, the lobby of Google. Do you know where it is so I can go see it? Yeah. And I said, I actually, I haven't been to that location, so I don't know where it is. And so she proceeds to walk around the building and she goes, I found it. And I thought you would laugh at where it is. Brad, it was not in the lobby. It was like in some weird stairwell that no one uses. And I hung it up over there. <laughs> so in like this moment of pride and hubris, oh I was like, God. oh, it's in the it's in the Google lobby. Yes. If and you then look, you see it in Google, especially if you're a janitor and happen to know where the mop is. <laughs> I thought of what I'd learned from you guys over the years. One, art has value. Two, contracts are a negotiation. And three, the worst they can say is no. So I told them they needed to lose the paragraph I didn't like and I needed more money. And after about a week of back and forth, they gave me what I wanted. I was pleasantly surprised and I have what I learned from you guys to thank for this victory. Oh, that's great. That's Isn't really that the wow. Best? We've never had an email like that before. Someone yeah. like it directly helped their bottom line. That's great. And and he found himself in this situation and like and, and exactly what happened is what I want to happen. You heard Dave's voice in your head, like like the disembodied Obi-Wan saying, "Don't forget, Andrew, 
Contracts are in negotiation. Art has value. He heard all those voices, and by golly, he got what he wanted. He went in there, negotiated that contract, said, I don't like this, advocated for himself, and got a better payday at the end. That's like like everything that Comic Lab is about. That was really that is really good, and I like how you just channeled a note perfect Obi Wan voice for me in Andrew's head. Don't forget, Andrew. Don't forget the con- hi. I'm Obi Wan. I want you to know if it's a bad clause, you have the right to line item out that clause out of the contract and go back. To the- it's me, Obi Wan, telling you to use the Force. Hi, I'm Brad Geiger, being Obi Wan. Hello, everyone. Remember, remember what us Jedi's always say: Excelsior. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi. You might know me as Old Ben. Anyway, I'm here to talk to you about contracts and how clauses can get inserted that no one is happy with. Anyway, remember, if if they're going to put a bad clause in, they've got to pay for the right. And if they don't, then they take the clause out. Anyway, this has been Contract Negotiation with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, Playing the part of Obi-Wan Kenobi is the understudy Brad Geiger. Hello, everyone. So, Brad, can I share with you the least likable aspect of my personality? Uh, I, I, <laughs> you do every week. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, right out of the bat. Right out of the bat with if the you're, If you're going to hang oh. one over the plate like that, I'm going to swing. <laughs> oh, my God. You wasted no time at all doing right to the juggler. Oh, that was a You've been listening to Brad and Dave. Oh, God. Uh, anyway. Oh, wow. That was right out of the gate. Uh, anyway, uh, so everybody is always so excited for their wedding. You oh, know, they're yeah. like, oh, oh my sp- I can't wait for you to have you at my wedding. Oh, God, my wedding. Oh, great. And I am such a, I, 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 unlike my personality that I, because I'm usually Mr. Optimistic, yeah. cheery, yeah. and, you know, oh, hello, hi. Nice to see you. Uh I, for the most part, do not care about weddings. Yeah. And I'm like, my entire overriding thought is, I've got to travel to this thing. Uh-huh. i got to put this suit on. Uh-huh. I don't want any of this. Good luck. <laughs> Have a great life. I wish you all the best. I don't want to go to your wedding. Like, my entire time that I'm sitting at a wedding, I'm like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. Okay, oh. good, this is great. They're nice. They're getting away. And then they serve the food, and I go, God bless this union. <laughs> May this union... <laughs> They bring out the cake, and I'm like, oh, may this union shine in eternity. And as soon as that sugar high is over, boom, you're back to I hate this suit. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to kickstart two books at the same time. So two $15 to $20 books at the same time. Great idea. Um, And so, and what I think, and actually, I might as well ask you in a live uh, podcasting setting. I was thinking about doing the cover for the next book. You, I've been waiting for this. Uh, You're very kind. I appreciate it. I'll be happy to do the cover. Uh, I've got a few ideas. I'll run them past you. Uh, We've got some pinups that we can definitely uh, put into play. And thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm honored and it's a privilege. uh, And I will do my utmost to deliver top level work. Awesome. So, uh, just in terms of delivering top level work, if it, now I need you to deliver instead of using like Dropbox or emailing it to me, yeah, if we could yeah. do this, if and you could print thing, it yeah. out, yeah, uh, take it outside, yeah, uh, light it on fire, and then drop it into a metal trash can, that would be great. <laughs> That's I'd love for you. <laughs> oh, I have. It's been you know it's been such a long time since my last comic convention. I haven't done an ash can in years. <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting on 
people to do their jobs and think it's so frustrating for me. I get so, I get so eternally frustrated. I just told you about this uh, this deal we've been going since August of 2019 with the contractor. So many times people are saying, "Well, listen, Brad, you got to call this contractor and you got to say this and you got to say that." And you and and my in my world, I said that once. That's all it should have taken. In other words, I said that the porch needed to be painted. Well, you got to ask him, is he going to paint it Monday? And if he doesn't paint it Monday, is he going to paint it Tuesday? And then you got to call him and you got to. In my world, in my mind, I said it once. That's all it should have taken. And yeah. for me to become that per- And then it's not my fault that he. Listen, here's the deal. If I tell you to paint the porch on Monday and you aren't out there Monday painting the porch. We're catching you in such a specific mood about this porch. Oh, 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 oh Dave, you have no idea. You have this no idea. Is listen. If if I tell you to paint the porch on Monday and you're not Brad, out you there painting you're the porch, at me. Brad is pointing at me as though I am the contractor. He, you should see how close the figure got to the camera. I almost couldn't see Brad for a portion of that because he's like, if I tell you to paint the porch, you're gonna paint the porch. I okay. So first of all, I super agree with you. Second of all, I don't think you realized how aggressively you were pointing your finger at me that entire time. There, flashbacks like two minutes ago, the finger was in the camera and it was pointing at me about education. And even with my back hurting, I was leaning back, going out, 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 like because you were you were coming at me at full speed there, and I was like, oh, geez, Louise, all right, we've we've triggered Brad, I guess, with the question about just, education. Just take a moment of pity for my poor sons who sit across from me at the dinner table every night. I, I just want <laughs> everybody you... to know, guys, the, the, the finger was like at pistol strength, right at eye level at the camera, and it was coming at me, and it was, by God, I'm going to tell people about education, and in the meantime, I'm going to look right at Dave and talk about it. I was like, oh, God. I don't, huh. I, what's my safety word? How do I get out of this? <laughs> So, Brad, I want to talk to you today about the Pokemon theme song. Uh, you got a minute for the Pokemon theme song? I've always got a minute for the Pokemon theme song. So I realize because Pokemon is very big in my house at the moment, and this song gets sung a lot or the theme song gets heard a lot, and so it's bouncing around my head. Yeah. And I realize that there is a secondary message embedded in the Pokemon theme song. <laughs> and I'm message. not I'm not sure if it's the theme song writer or if it is Ash Ketchum himself. Uh, who has this almost subliminal? Uh, subliminal. Subliminal. Sub, uh, yes, I can speak. Subliminal. See, I did it again. Subliminal All right. message. All right, Erica, don't step in. He's got to learn it himself. <laughs> oh, oh, I have been hoisted by my own petard. All right. Uh, so anyway, uh, there's uh, like this secret. Sa- uh, and so can I can I read can I read the the lyrics to you? Yes. Yeah, and I you want tell you to me sing when the you, lyrics to me. Are you reading? No. You I tell want, me I'm, when you spot the moment where it sounds like Ash Ketchum is sure he's ready to fight Pokemon, but also he's desperate to have a pal, okay? <laughs> okay, okay, I'm ready so, for this. So, okay, here we go. I'm not gonna sing it, but I, I'll do the first line so you remember it. I wanna be the very best, right? Okay, so here we go. Okay. I wanna be the very best like no one ever was. To catch them is my real test. To train them is my cause, right? Like, this is the oh, primary yeah, thing in is... Ash Ketchum's life. 
Yeah, this is a big, mo swelling moment. Yeah, he's ready to go, you yeah. know? Uh, so I will travel across the land, Brad, searching far and wide, teaching Pokemon to understand the power that's inside. Oh, right, so we're ah, still focused on yes. on being a Pokemon master. All right, so here we go, into the chorus. Pokemon, gotta catch them all. It's you and me. I know it's my destiny. Pokemon, oh, you're my best friend in a world we must defend. Pokemon, gotta catch them all. A heart so true. Our Pokemon will pull us through. You teach me and I'll teach you. Pokemon, gotta catch them all. So every challenge along the way with courage I will face. I will battle every day to claim my rightful place. Come with me. The time is right. There's no better team. Arm and arm will win the fight. Arm and arm will win the fight. That's It's beautiful. so funny once you realize this that the Pokemon theme song is like, ostensibly, it's all about like, hey, Brad, let's go Pokemon battle. We're going to fight these Pokemon. We're going to win it. And that's also like, hey, you seem really nice. You want to hang out a little bit? I'm kind of lonely here in, in the Alola lands here in Pokemon land. <laughs> it's like if you would have if you would have done a mashup between the Battle Hymn of the Republic and Stuart Smiley singing, uh, I... <laughs> I'm good enough, <laughs> I'm okay enough, and people dog on it, they like me. Oh my god, it's just so funny when you, when you, when you, I want everybody to listen to it again. Like, go ahead to YouTube, play it again, and like, listen to like the striking tones of like, yeah, we're Pokemon battling, and then realize in the background is also a desperate cry for help from Ash Ketchum, <laughs> who just wants a friend. He's like, dear god, can we go to Pizza Hut and just hang out for a little bit? I just want to drink out of the red plastic glasses, just, just uh, for a little while, come on. I am so lonely, please invite me to your birthday party. I just, I just want a pal. So Dave, when you finally did get around to laying the lip lock on her, was it a good kiss? Did you... Did laying you... the lip lock? <laughs> that was, the that's lip quite lock. a way to say it. Laying the lip lock. <laughs> that sounds like a carpenter. Alright, so we're gonna have to put the, uh, we're gonna have to lay the lip lock around the edge here, and then we'll put the drywall up, but you gotta lay the lip lock down now, first or else you get... Over there. That's a metric lip lock. We've got that from Canada. You're gonna have to make the adjustment there. Yeah, the, too many people don't make the adjustment for the metric lip lock. Anyway, um, so uh, when I finally... When Gloria's like, finally, are you going to lay one on me? Brad, I will be honest. So many things had to go right, none of which were my doing, uh, that I was able to eventually marry my wife. Yeah. I, I I, don't know that I was a good kisser to begin with. Did no. she actually have to, like, grab your head and tilt it to one direction <laughs> so you wouldn't just crash into her nose? Just, I, I... just take my lips off of her eye socket because I missed <laughs> It just missed entirely. I just went in with my eyes closed, but with the lips puckered like a 1930s animated comic. I've just, I've just got the scene of, of Daniel leaning in and Gloria, like one of those people down there with the when the airplane comes into the terminal with the big lights, waving you in. Bring it in. Bring a little bit to the left. She's waving. She's doing semaphore with flags. Semaphore. Oh, my God. What a great word. Good diction on your part. Oh yeah, semaphore. God, I That's a that. good word. I haven't thought of that word in forever. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I was, I don't know that I was good at any of that, <laughs> but uh, thank God for her, and thank God for her willingness to tolerate my inability to be at all a good romantic yeah. person at first. She warmed me up, and I got there. I'm, I'm great now, but oh God, little 18-year-old me, who knows? Just oh, just God. a nerd, can, a nerd lost in the wilderness, and Brad. can you imagine what's going through Gloria's head when you, when you finally kissed her? She's saying, oh, thank God, no more 12-hour beach dates. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh 
my god, he talks so much. Oh my god, I thought he he'd never shut up. I can't talk about the Pokemon theme song anymore. Just kiss me. <laughs> just, just, For God's sake, just kiss me. Maybe he maybe maybe that's why she, she wanted you just to stop talking. Just maybe, stop just, talking. Just kiss me and then just, I won't have to listen to this anymore. Just I can't take it anymore. I don't care about the Transformers. If he's just stop me, talking. I don't have to hear about the Pokemons. <laughs> You know, like, I've got the Reed Richards temples, which I prayed for as a teenager. But <laughs> I, I really, oh, my God, I was so hoping you I was going to get. You were praying for all the wrong things, Brad. <laughs> oh, please let me look like Reed Richards. Oh, that's the ideal of a band is Reed Richards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I wish I was making that up. I really want, oh, one day, please. Uh, you know, forget about superpowers, uh, proportionate strength of a spider. I just, I just want wanted the, the temples. It's moments like this, though, where I just go, oh, boy, thank God I'm married already. This is yeah. great. Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, yeah, I locked you... it down before this haircut. Good job. All right. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Brad, yeah. There... There's some sometimes when I trigger a laugh that's so good that it, you sound like an asthmatic smoker. That's when I know I've really gotten you. You go like ha ha ha. ha. <laughs> oh God. Your hair is looking more and more. Uh, uh, and I say this with somewhat of a compliment. <laughs> How in the 30s when they would portray Dracula on film and there would be like wisps, like it wasn't perfectly slicked back. It was, there was like wisps that would pop out and curls that would pop out and be like, yeah. hello, welcome to my castle. <laughs> You're looking more and more like a 1930s Dracula. Yeah, I've got these, especially on the sides above my ears, I've got these long wisps that come out from either end and uh, and curl upwards. And of course, it helps that they're they're gray and the rest of my hair is black, so they stick right out. I kind of look like Uncle Marvel, but with a little <laughs> bit more hair on top. What a reference! Or or a non-red-haired Bozo the Clown. Yeah, Either yeah. one of those, you know? Yeah, I, I, I've got it. And, and you know what? Part of it's a mark of pride, because if somebody goes down the street and they see me uh, with my mask on, they know that I'm keeping quarantine. You know, this guy isn't going <laughs> This guy isn't going indoors is, anywhere. He's keeping it real. This is like the equivalent of the World War II, where you're like, you're collecting rubber and plastic scraps for the war effort. Yeah. Like, you with hair like that is letting your fellow men and women know that you're like, I'm doing my part for quarantine doing my part and part of it i mean the, the okay and as much as i teased you about artist hands the fact of the matter is that i know for a fact that if i tried to pull off what you did i'd draw blood <laughs> they'd be taking me to a hospital and that's indoors uh, <laughs> what's great though is looking at this haircut on you and up to like six weeks ago when i had that hair on me when it was ridiculously long yeah is that i just realized that the 1970s was a decade without quality control <laughs> like everybody just looked stupid in the 70s Everybody, no matter who you are, where you came from, what you look like, nobody had a good haircut in the seventies. We no. all look stupid. No, it, and 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 it, yeah, it was <laughs> no quality control is a great way to put it. And part of it is uh, the sides are getting ridiculous. I might actually try to trim the sides. Part of me is like, this, you know, I'm 51 years old. This might be my last chance to see how long I can get it to grow in the back. Like, yeah, can this I is, really this get is your it to last down? chance for a man bun, Brad. Everybody's dying to see the Brad Dagger <laughs> man never, bun. Ponytail, mate. Well, I don't know. I, man bun, never. Ponytail, maybe. But I want to see if I can get it to come down as far as to the shoulders. And I've got about an inch yet to go. Oh, my God. You could do that by Christmas. 
Yeah, by Christmas I might be able to get it to come down to the shoulders. Oh my God, the the kids are gonna have hippie Santa in the house. How this, nice! This is my last chance. Hey, you chance. kids! Everybody get a little bit of something for the house. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Merry Christmas! Yeah, man, I was I was in my sleigh and it was really wild. They had the yeah, reindeer, man. man. Hey, it's fantastic. Hey, have you ever experienced time on your skin, man? Oh, it feels like time. Anyway, yeah, the the 1970s was basically a gigantic experiment where or 19, uh, where everybody was like, hey, what if all of us, the entire country, didn't care how we looked? What yeah. if that was a thing? What if that, yeah, like, 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 what if our, what if we wore pants that just went super wide just at the ankle? Let's do that. How about if all of us, all of us got avocado green wallpaper? What Are we all cool with that? That sounds like fun. Only if we can have, you know, haystack meadow yellow with it. Uh, that'll be just <laughs> fine. And lots of brown. You know what we got to do? Lots of browns. Who's been using browns lately? Nobody but us in the 70s. What do we feel about houses that all of which imply bodily functions? How about that? What if we have painted our entire houses to imply bodily functions? And we designed cars that look like the A. AMC Pacer or the AMC oh. Gremlin. Remember those oh, things? But remember, what was it? Was it the El Camino that was a car in the front and a truck in the back? You know what, though? That's where I draw the line because that El Camino was actually kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> and the, I think Ford had the Ranchero, which was their version, but the El Camino was cooler looking. Yeah, the El Camino always confused me. It's like, it's like, it's, is it a car? Is it a truck? What, what is? And, and why would you give up all that space in the back? Speaking of stoners, uh, I don't know about you, but growing up in Southern California, Brad, yeah. the El Camino was owned by a specific kind of dude when I was a young kid. Yeah. And it was either uh, a contractor who, <laughs> yep. uh, like, the com- the back of the Camino was just covered in paint flecks, yep. or uh, a stoner uh, surfer who was like, hey, man, yeah, I'm gonna, we got a five-foot five swell this morning. I'll, I'm going to be a little bit late for work. You know, that, that kind of guy. waves, man. So, Dave, we need to talk about this. Uh, I almost killed you last week. And... <laughs> that is true. That is <laughs> and, true. And we haven't talked about it since. And, 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 <laughs> and we need to address this. It's, As friends, it... we need to address that you almost yes. murdered me. Yes. Uh, we were we were talking, uh, gosh, late one night. It had to have been a Friday night it was a or fr- something. It was, de- it was definitely a Friday and I was definitely unwinding uh, after work because Friday is always the day I finish a big drive page. Yeah. And so I think I was having a beer, which I rarely do. Yep. And yep. I was relaxed. And okay, now go ahead. And we're having, and I'm sitting, and I know I had a, a glass of Merlot in my hand. And we're sitting, we're talking about this thing. And I forget what we were talking about, but it was a really intense conversation. And I said something. I wish I could remember what I said uh, because it would add another level of uh, significance here. But I said something that caught you as funny, and you started laughing so hard. And the harder you laughed, the harder I laughed at you laughing hard. And at one point, I remember you trying to catch your breath. And the more you tried to catch your breath, and you started wheezing, this this beautiful comedic wheeze that I can only liken to that Jack uh, Lemon scene in The Odd Couple, where he's, <laughs> <laughs> where he's trying to clear his sinuses, <clears throat> and you're trying, yeah, and you're trying to, and the harder you're trying to catch your breath, the harder I'm laughing, and finally, at one point, you were able to wheeze out, put your mute on, put mute on and i realize you're having an asthma attack <laughs> and 
I really, go ahead. Oh no, it's just the laughter was like ha ha ha, ha ha ha, and I was like I couldn't, I could not physically stop laughing, but at the same time I also couldn't breathe, and so, and for those of you that know Brad, uh, I delight in his laugh. Like his laugh makes me happy. It makes me laugh harder, and but in this moment I'm I'm literally lacking oxygen. I'm starting to get, get dizzy. I'm starting to semi pass out. And you would think that I would have just put the phone away from my head. Oh, no, no, you were on speakerphone. Yeah. And I couldn't, I either couldn't reach it or something was happening. <laughs> you were so I was like, to make your finger work on I, the, yeah, on the I, phone. Yeah, also, I legitimately was going dizzy, so I wasn't thinking right. So it's just me on the phone going, please stop laughing. Please stop laughing. Please put your phone on mute. Brad, please put your phone on mute. And Brad's like, Brad thinks that I'm doing some kind of bit, and he's he's like spiraling into an even bigger laugh. And I'm going, please, please put your phone on. Oh God, now I'm triggering up. I'm doing it to myself again. I can't do that deep breath. Deep breath. Oh God. I just have to have a sip of water. All right, I can't. I can't mimic what I was doing because that will trigger an asthma attack. Okay, yeah. Because Brad, we're having these fires in California, and so my lungs are just taking it on the chin these days. Yeah. Anyway, Brad. I I was dizzy, and I don't know if you know this feeling, but where you know you're like, I'm about 30 seconds from blacking out. You know yeah, that feeling? Yeah. Oh, I've had that feeling. And I knew I was about, and then finally Brad, thank God, realized what I was that I was legitimately asking him to mute his phone. And so he muted his phone, and then, God bless him, the next two minutes he's got to listen to me going, calm my breath, calm my yeah, breath. Like I was, as I remember, you were a good like 20, 30 feet away from the nearest in inhaler too so it wasn't like you could just oh yeah walk that was over and you're pick right up i forgot inhaler. about that i couldn't reach my inhaler and i yeah. was like oh my god it was like the perfect storm of like couldn't get to the phone couldn't get to my inhaler oh and the harder oh i laughed the more you were wheezing the more you were wheezing the harder i laughed and it was oh. just we, uh, the, the bottom line is is that i i i, I nearly killed my friend <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got to tell you, so I delight in your laugh. And the other day I was, because I, I wanted to share it with her, I, I played my wife that, <laughs> that section where we talked about her her nighttime meditation tapes, yeah. you know, and I was, remember I was telling you about like the Scottish guy is like, you're feeling a wee bit of pressure in your skull, you know, whatever it was. Yes, yes. Uh, and so I, I played it for her and she very much did the spouse kind of version of like, hmm, you know, that kind of thing. Like, no, nah, I don't know about this. I don't appreciate this joke. And, uh, but she looked at me and she kind of was like, but I'm so glad that your work husband liked it because you're dying in the background during this bit. <laughs> and I liked her. I really liked her uh, describing it as my work husband. So, Brad, you are my work husband. But anyway, so you were going to say, though, about commercials. Uh, I, so, I cut so you off finally, about that. I, I, I've seen TV commercials for the first time in, in a long time. And uh, I'm telling you, I've been away for maybe too long, maybe not long enough. This is a commercial I heard uh, in between uh, uh, station breaks at the on the Tonight Show channel. Just listen to this. Baby born magic potty surprise Teach her to go potty Get a surprise Feed a yummy snack Sippy cup now see Potty time Put her on the potty Ooh, Glitter pink <laughs> Purple, pink, <laughs> or blue Now go potty too She poofs charms Baby born magic potty surprise Poops magic charms for you. Baby born magic potty surprise Peas glitter and poops charms With 30 surprises Dolls each sold separately
Baby Magic, Dave, Baby Magic pees glitter and poops charms. What? What? <laughs> pees glitter and poops charms? Can you imagine what we're setting the next generation up with? How disappointed they're going to be when they have kids of their own? That damn jingle is already in my head. I forget the words, but it was... I poop a charm and scratch my butt. Oh, my um, God. They, 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 the, the kid poops a charm, and then the kid's got a little plastic charm bracelet. They put the charm right on her wrist. No, they don't put the charm they, on a bracelet. They, they take it out of the potty onto the wrist. Boom, boom. Two seconds. What? Not even a rinse. Just right on the wrist with and you. And then the kid runs out with this charm on their bracelet going, Mommy, look what came out of my doll's ass. <laughs> and the glitter pee. They're going to be so disappointed when they find out there's no pee in glitter. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, spoke, okay, oh boy, I have a lot to talk about this having <laughs> worked at Mattel, but here. let me tell you, in all the time we ever did parent testing for toys, the one aspect of toys that every parent hated is like, am I going to spend a half an hour cleaning up this damn thing? Right. And this sounds like an absolute train wreck yeah. of a mess. Oh my God. Well, you basically, you, you feed the baby this powder, then you give the baby a sippy cup. It mixes in the baby's uh, internal organs and comes <laughs> out as glitter pee. Oh, my God. So I don't oh know God. how you get, like, do you dehydrate it so you can reuse it? Or do you keep buying powder pee packets? <laughs> I don't know what happens. And it also yeah. says... It, it it's, also, it's, it's probably like Gillette. Like, they make their money in selling you the blades. <laughs> they make your money in selling you the poop packets. <laughs> the doll just costs 10 bucks, but those poop, pass, those poop <laughs> packets are going to get you in for 120 by the time the year's over. So remember when like Tickle Me Elmo came out and then the, for like three years <laughs> yeah. they were trying to they modified it to try to upsell you with like Yeah. What is the upsell of this doll like the next year of oh, like I've seen I've I've already now seen Now she it. makes grunting noises as she <laughs> as she passes a charm. No, it is it isn't enough that she pees glitter and she poops charms. This new one, uh she vomits fifty percent off coupons for the local Crogers. <laughs> It's a, it's a new, it's a new doll. Uh, she, all of the body uh, uh, implements are are are, are monetized. And now. then, as, as you expand the toy line, it's like, uh, what was the name of the doll, by the way? Magic time, magic Potty baby order? surprise. Magic baby surprise. It's a hell of a surprise. You pee in glitter. That's a surprise. So next Christmas, next Christmas, there's a pal doll that's just called Take a Dump Derek. And he's like, he comes out at the same time. He's like, huh, we're ready to go. All right, now she's got a pal. Hi, Take a Dump Derek. <laughs> Take a Dump Derek. <laughs> Take a Dump Derek. Oh, man. He, he passes solid gold chains. That's what. And, and imagine your life is just a hellscape of these of these gold, uh, these plastic chains. Later on, again, there's going to be a lot of disappointment. Those those charms are not going to be worth what you think they are. Also, what's going on with this doll's internal organs? Like you, open heart surgery with this doll, like reveals she has like a travel monopoly inside. You know? <laughs> oh no, I'm passing a thimble. <laughs> 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 oh no! I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, passing a game of life. Oh no! Oh, uh, you ever try to pass a plastic butterfly? <laughs> <laughs> it is not easy. Uh, uh, the song is still in my head though. Ba -da 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 -da. Uh, I love how. Ch what is this marketing meeting though? Oh. Well, All right, boys. Here's what we're gonna do. It's a doll. She craps butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do, do, do you keep a straight face at that meeting? Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna build it out. We've got a new one. We're gonna hit the religious group. She's gonna poop a rosary. 
<laughs> she poops charms. That's literally like they didn't they actually say that in the song. She poops charms. Yeah. yeah. Holy oh shit. <laughs> you didn't think I was just throwing the rosary out there to be offensive. No, I had a joke. <laughs> I had a punchline there, Dave. <laughs> And I will say the Comic Lab is made possible by your support on Patreon.com slash Comic Lab. So we'll go ahead and say that like Mr. Smidgens. <laughs> I don't know. That is a pigeon, right? That's that a is, pigeon yes, sound? they coo. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. Living in Los Angeles, I don't have the same pigeon per capita that you have in Philly. Oh, you, really? I know that you have more f- pigeons in your oh, life than I do. Tons of, I could probably open up my window and see a pigeon on my air conditioner unit right now. Now, here's what I have that you don't have because the pandemic has uh, shown this to be super clear in my life. So in 1961, there was a fire in Southern California and all these Brazilian parrots got out of a <gasps> private collection. Really? And then in the late 60s, early 70s, Bush Gardens closed in Van Nuys, California, and more Brazilian parrots of a different kind got out, right? Southern California is kind of an amenable environment for parrots. Mm -hmm. Now we have a fucking ton of Brazilian parrots that fly overhead. You'll get a flock of like 100 Brazilian parrots flying overhead, and they're loud, right? Yeah. And only in the pandemic, now that it's super quiet, I'm like, my God, there are parrots everywhere in Southern California. (laughs) Do they land in your yard and stuff? They definitely poop in your yard, yes. but. When, Brad, when you get a flock of like 100, 200 parrots, there's a very distinctive cry that you don't get from other birds that you get from South American yeah. parrots. And it's quite impressive, a sound, when you see them flying overhead. It's great. They've got, and you've got no place to take those parrots. They're just, they're just there. They're staying there. Well, uh, okay, let me ask you. Let's say you're the Humane Society or, or a birding society. Yeah. How, what are you going to do? How are you going to catch 500, exactly, 600 parrots I'll tell you exactly, I'll tell you exactly what I do with them. I make a phone call to, to Pittsburgh is what I do. I make a phone call to Pittsburgh, and I tell them to send over some of those pirates, and the parrots go on the pirates, and then oh, for God's send sake, them that's right the back, joke you were send them right with? back I'm to angry Pittsburgh. This. I am angry at this. I did not see that joke coming up Broad Street. I get some pirates. And the, pirates the, the, the parrots the land parrots on the pirates' immediately come down to earth. And then you send them right back to Pittsburgh. Ah, you'll be coming with me, Mr. Smidgens. <laughs> For example, if you ever watch an interview with Charles Schultz, he's not a talker, God love no, him. No, no. He, he was an incredible cartoonist. It, what a boring interview he ha- he gives, though. We've talked about my one of my all-time favorites, uh, John uh, Buscema, who was oh. uh, the Marvel artist that... <laughs> You can Brad, actually find would you like a YouTube. To do, would you like to do our recreation yeah. of the comics video, yeah. How to Do Comics the Marvel Way? Yeah, All right, you, do you want to play Stan Lee or do you want to play John Buscema? You, you got to be Stan Lee because you okay. can do it better. And I can I can ab- absolutely do a Buscema. Okay, fantastic, friends. <laughs> We're back here learning how to draw comics the Marvel Way. And, John, why don't you tell the folks at home what you're drawing? Well, uh, Stan, I've got a pencil here. Okay, John, I'm going to take it back from you for a second. It looks like you're holding the pointy end. Am I right in saying that you're pointing that towards the paper, John? And this this pencil, I I, I sharpened. I'm just the... going to try to pep this up here for a bit, John. When I created Spider-Man single-handedly and no one else was involved... I, I 
then put the pointed edge of the pencil to the paper. Now, just going to jump in here real quick, John, just to mention that uh, when I single-handedly created Fantastic Four and there was no one else involved, I remember thinking to myself, Stan, you are single-handedly recreating comics in a perfect mold. Anyway, back to you, John. You'll notice that if I pull the pencil across the page... Dave, could you imagine if you would have gone back to that version of Brad Geiger years and years back, uh, taping stripped and telling him that he was going to be doing Not Safe for Work comics on Patreon? Oh, my God. What, what, uh, or, what would he have sounded he... like? <laughs> oh, boy, I'm going to have to draw Not Safe for Work comics. Oh, I, I'm going to hold on my little fan here and fan myself. Oh, goodness. Also, what's all this about having to buy larger sizes of shirts? I, I don't know how I feel about this. Oh, boy. The future is, is a mixed bag of good and not so good. I'm not so sure about how I feel about this. Anyway, I've been younger and more feeling like So, Fred, I had a funny memory uh, <laughs> last night as I was going to bed. Do yeah. you remember when you and I used Do to exhibit... Do you often think a... about me when you were about to go to bed? Is this, oh, is Brad, this a recurring Brad, thing? There's, <laughs> Brad, there's not a night that I don't fall asleep thinking... Of that Van Dyke, that glorious Van Dyke. You, you just you just get done with your little prayers there, and God bless Gloria, and God bless uh, the kids and the kids and the in-laws. Now, about Brad Geiger. <laughs> no, it's like this. I'm holding my hands together. God bless my wife. God bless the earth. Now, if you'll excuse me for a minute, God. Oh, Brad Geiger. <laughs> There's nothing godly about now, this. No, God, if you'll give me just one moment, oh, Brad Gagger and his Van Dyke. No. God, if you just forgive me. Yeah, I just need five minutes, God. Um, so, no, uh, what I was thinking of was a delightful memory of the of the years when you and I would exhibit at Comic-Cons together where we're yes. sharing a booth, right? Yeah. You and I are at a 20, 20 by 10 or a 10 by 10 booth for a full three, four, five days. And <laughs> booth barnacles, one of my favorite phrases that Brad uh, came up with, uh, are folks that stick on to the, to the booth. They just, for whatever reason, they're fans, but they just never got the social hint of like, all right, well, we're done here, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So Brad came up with, you came up with, one of the most brilliant ideas I think I've ever seen at a Comic-Con, which is like, hold on, I've got an idea. Give me your phone. And you Google a photo of like Grandpa or Gam Gam <laughs> or something like that. I don't remember what it was. And you changed your photo profile on my phone to this old grandpa, yeah. like waving to the camera from an easy chair, like a, an electronic, uh, you know, electric easy chair. And then you changed uh, Brad Geiger to say like Gampa or Gam Gam or yep. Grandpa or something like that, right? Or And so then the next time we had a booth barnacle, Brad, I, I'm like, huh, okay, well, thanks so much. Yeah, no, I really appreciate you coming by. All right, well, have a great show. You know, I'm doing all the social You're cues of like, well, it's been it 10 down. minutes. Yeah. There are people waiting behind you. I, let's move this along. Yeah. Brad, you would step back quietly, be like, <clears throat> kind of cough and turn. Yep. And you'd get your phone out at like waist level, turned around backwards, and you'd call me. And I would get out my phone and be like, oh, I'm, you know what? I'm so sorry. I've got to take this call. It's my grandfather. He never calls unless he's, it's an emergency. He's 80 I, years old. How many phone yeah. calls am I going to get after yeah, all? Yeah, you know what? we got, I got to take this call. I'm so sorry, especially in the middle of a Comic-Con. We're having such a lovely conversation. I've got to take this call. Yeah. Yes, Gam Gam, how are you? And then you step away. And then we always had a little area behind a curtain where we would keep, like, the, the boxes and the and we could step back there and have lunch or something. You know, you, you always 
always want to have a little private area whenever you can at a at a comic convention booth. So he would step back there. I would step up, uh, handle the people. If there was people waiting, I would assure them Dave's going to be right back. In the meantime, feel free to flip through a book, blah, blah. Make sure he didn't lose anybody. Dave goes in the back. I would Has wait. Five, five or six Oreos. Brad yep. says, well, I'm sure Dave would love to see you again later. Talk. Well, yep. have, a, have a great show. When Shoo the, them off. When the barnacle finally drifts away, I go in the back, tell Dave he's up, he comes out, and boom, back to comic convention time. And, and so we did it vice versa for both of us. Yeah. But here is the fun coda to this whole story, Brad. If you were to call me right now, do you know what photo comes up on my <laughs> phone? What photo comes up? It's that grandfather. I haven't changed it. It's been on my phone. I'm not kidding. It's been on my iPhone for like eight years now. It's this photo of this old man in this easy chair waving at me. And so now I have like this quiet association of grandpa energy with Brad. Yeah. You're not alone. <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> And I'm in Prague, and I'm having a dinner, and there's this wine that's amazing. <sighs> and I'm 20. I don't know wine from Adam, but this was an yeah. amazing wine. And so in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to bring this home <gasps> from mom and dad. Oh, won't this be nice? I'll bring this wine back from the Czech Republic for mom and dad. <laughs> and I'm backpacking across Europe. So I put it at the bo- I wrap it up really well in yeah. plastic, and then I put it in cardboard. And I carry this damn thing <sighs> all across Europe. I carry it down to Budapest. I carry oh. it up to Berlin. I carry it over here. I go to Paris. I go to all these different places, right? I'm carrying this damn bottle of wine, which if you're backpacking, every ounce counts, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. And I bring it to my mom and dad, and I we open <gasps> it up back in San Diego, and, and they're like, oh, how lovely. You brought this all, all the way from Prague. How lovely. Oh, my goodness. How lovely. Thank you so much, David. Oh, what a sweet boy. And I go to put it up in their wine closet, Brad, <laughs> and I swear to God, the same damn bottle is up in their wine closet. And I go, wait a minute. Where did you get this? And my dad goes, oh, I didn't want to say anything. They sell that at Costco. And I was like, God damn it. I'm going to murder somebody. <laughs> they had a three-for-one session down at the Walgreens. Yeah, that's the deepest thing. I think it was cheaper at oh. Costco than what I paid for it in Prague. Oh, my God. That's that's fantastic. But it tasted good. That's the important thing. Uh, yeah, and I... <laughs> It tasted like I had lugged around the extra half pound all around Europe is what it tasted like. You can you can adjust the mannequin to any proportion or oh. almost any proportion, but certainly head heights you can do. Uh, sometimes it's hard to add weight and curves in certain ways. Uh, that that they, they've got limits in in that God, regard. I gotta like, make I try the switch to, create to Clip somebody Studio. with just a, a oh. typical beer belly. Yeah, and I've I've not been able to do that. Oh, but do you have a of, camera? Uh, what's that? Do you have a camera around the house? I right now, yeah, yeah. Just find a mirror and and <laughs> what what I want you to do is get that camera. <laughs> I didn't even see that coming. You walked right into that. I was like, a camera? Yeah, I've got a camera. You were so sincere on your face, too. You're like, uh-huh, yep. Yeah, I've got a camera. How, wait, okay, what's the solution, Dave? Uh-huh, yeah, okay, now just, take your shirt off. Okay. Take a picture a of you. <laughs> and uh, now, just as a reminder, because uh, we want this to be about friendship and community, you can find this over at comiclabcashgrab.com. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right, URL. because we're all in this together. <laughs> That's right.
<laughs> but some of why. us need to give some others of us uh, some money this week. So uh, oh it, my is, God. it is a magnet that you can get. Now, Now we've made this real easy. It's, uh, I know. Hold on, Brad. I have to comment on this because yes. it, I'm literally turning red in the face. Brad pitched this URL yesterday, and it is delighting <laughs> yeah. me to no end <laughs> that the inside <laughs> joke is that the damn URL is just called Comic Lab Cash Grab. <laughs> 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 oh. Well, it's we so wanted stupid. we wanted so something stupid. that people could easily remember. People can easily remember rhyming <laughs> schemes. Comic Lab Cash Grab. This is and it. And it <laughs> oh my God! But then, as soon as Brad pitched it, Brad goes because it's about community and friendship and love. That's why we're using Comic Lab Cash Grab. <laughs> Hello, B&D. My strip is a gag a day. Dave, we got to talk about this. We, we've got to come up with a better phrase. By the way, I'm not picking on Dave because everybody uses this phrase who does this kind of comic. Can we come up with a better phrase than gag a day? Gag you know what's funny? Day. Until you My brought comic, this up, I've never really thought about it. Gag, gag a day. Gag. gag I'm gag gagging every day. It is kind of like, so I do a comic. It's a choke-a-joke a day. Um, <laughs> it's uh, Every day is a choke-a-joke. Um, choke-a-joke. Uh, because, like, you're right. Gag is weird. Gag That's a, a weird word. I hate that. That word is always, it's like, and So, by Brad, the do way, you consider yourself a long-form storyteller or a choke-a-joke writer? <laughs> what, which one are you? I've done my fair, my fair share of choking when, <laughs> when it comes to writing. <laughs> Go right back to the four C's of social media and apply them to your newsletter, right? Uh, content, commercial, curation, and... <laughs> God damn it, you forgot it again! Brad Geiger! Ah! <laughs> I was rooting for you. I was rooting for you with your four C's rules. I'm like, he's gonna forget it. You don't know he can do it. Oh I, I god! I cannot. I cannot not say kindness. I cannot. It, oh. is it, it, what did we say? Consideration? Compassion? Maybe? Com <laughs> no, I thought you knew. I didn't come up with the four C's rule. It's not my rule. Why are you throwing this on me? I'm the supportive friend that's cheering for you as you go up on stage during the talent show. I'm not the one that's a juggler. You're the juggler. Get up there and juggle. You do have to keep your focus on. Oh, there you go. Uh, flexibility. Oh, God damn. He found another one. Forgiveness. He found another one. Friendliness. Uh, and, uh, oh, oh, I forgot it already. And, and, and. Focus. 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 <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> this is you at your most Susan McTaggart. It's just that the, the damn letter forms. Hi, right, everybody. We're talking about how to survive coronavirus. Don't forget flexibility, forgiveness, focus, friendship, and FaceTime. The five Fs of the Susan McTaggart system. You, and the thing that kills me is you remember him better than I do, and I'm the one that's coming <laughs> up with this shit. You become like the guy on the uh, the Andy Griffith show, like, well, I, 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 I forgive this and uh, a friendship, and uh... I become Floyd the Barber. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I could, uh, Floyd the Barber. There's the other one. So don't forget the six Fs of coronavirus cartooning: flexibility, forgiveness, friendship, FaceTime, focus, and Floyd the Barber. If you have those six, then you're good to go. Again, in the in the immortal words of Papa Smurf, I'm going to say this until I'm blue in the face. <laughs> God damn! I will I will leave this podcast right now. 
I will take these headphones off. I will leave this podcast right now. Ah, oh. oh, in the immortal words of Pa, God bless America. I'm angry at that one. Oh. And on that note, on behalf of both Brad and I, I want to say a huge thank you to everyone because uh, this has been undeniably a dumpster fire of a year for all of us. It has been a crappy, crappy year. But I will tell you what has helped carry me through this. One, Mm. he didn't know I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say my friendship with Brad Geiger. You, honestly, this check-in every week has been so good for my soul. You have been lifting me up in the shittiest moments through uh, through all the stuff that we've gone through in 2020. And I want to thank you personally, Brad, for your kindness, your friendship, and your laughter this year. This has been uh, a redeeming point in my entire year, is uh, your friendship in my life. I, I'd be lying if I didn't say that I felt exactly the same way. Well, thank I, you for that yes. unprompted... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and I want to say thank you to all of our community as well. Yeah. Uh, all the folks on Patreon, all the folks on Twitter, and the comments and the emails... They have been uplifting for Brad and I's heart all year long and, frankly, been a joy-filled, humor-filled community to be a part of. And don't forget one of the things that we are the most proudest of, and that is the Comic Lab Discord server, where we see people helping each other, giving each other feedback, constructive criticism, uh, and and a lot of friendship and, and, and just supportive nature going on over at the Comic Lab Discord server. It's one of the things that we are absolutely the proudest of, and thank you for that community as well. And honestly, we have nothing but good things coming up for 2021, and we so look forward to your continued friendship and community in the months and days ahead. So we thank you, friends, for getting us through 2020, and we will see you next year.